0: Welcome to Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar, a podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers, and creatives of all types. Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. Here's your host, Kedar Nimkar.
1: Today I have Kosar and Tural back with us on Audio Gyan. In part one, Uh, With them, we discuss Thespo, its origin, what made it run for 20 years and which are the top five plays emerged out of Thespo. And also in the last 20 years, uh, what what was the long-term vision uh, of Thespo and more. Uh, In this episode, we speak about uh, Toral's and Q's observation about youth theatre in India. And how do you remember so many plays that you watch, that you read and uh, stumble upon. And uh, yeah, for that, I've come up with five questions. So, welcome back, guys. And again, thank you for Hi, Thanks for time. having
2: us again. Yeah. Thank you. Uh,
1: so, the first thing which I want to ask you is uh, you've traveled across India and other parts of the uh, world also. So, um, for Thespo, so big and small centers, both, right? So, uh, what is transpiring across? So where do you think the real action lies in terms of storytelling or any other pattern which you want to share and your observations mainly about uh, Indian youth theatre anyone <laughs>
0: um, so a couple of things have been happening um, some of which we discussed in the last episode as well so one of the big things that has happened in the last 10 years or so is that a lot of young people are uh, now in control of creating their own work and publishing it, right? Um, So you can have a blog where you can publish a novel, or poems, uh, or short stories, or, you know, just your opinions on things. You could uh, just pick up a handy cam or your phone, and you could make a movie and edit it on your laptop, and you can put it on Vimeo or YouTube. Uh, You can record your own music and You know, publish it online. Um, So, what has happened is that it has been an incredibly empowering period for young creators uh, because now they can control uh, their own means of production. Uh, They don't have to depend on, you know, getting financiers or producers who will let them direct. uh, And then, you know, they get Mm. an opportunity when they are 32, 35 to do it. Um, So, a similar thing has been happening even with uh, theatre. In the last few years, uh, we have seen an incredible spurt in the new plays that are being written by young people. Um, Like in Thespu 19, which is two years ago, all the four plays which made it to the festival were written and directed by creators under the age of 25. So here you have people who are writing their own stories, they're directing them, they're putting a group together and they're producing these plays. Um, On the other hand, what has happened in quite a few centers across the country is that there has been an increase in uh, smaller and more intimate uh, performance spaces where these works can be shown. Or showcased mm. right um, in Bombay in Delhi in Bangalore in Pune we have all these small art hubs and studio spaces and art galleries where young people are now also they have a platform to showcase the work that they are creating mm. um, so that has been one of the the larger trends that we have seen in the last 10 years uh, why why Youth theatre has boomed, uh, so to speak. Um, in terms of, uh, were you asking a question in terms of content? Like the both, kind both. of work then, that's yeah. happening or?
1: It's actually, yeah, the kind of work which is happening also. And any are there any uh, recognizable pockets where theatre is booming? Because from my experience, from my understanding or my exposure, it's been Bombay, Pune. Uh, Bangalore is I don't know because maybe language barrier but I don't know what kind of because I've been in Bangalore for the last six years and uh, the kind of place which I have seen there at least at Shankara or uh, other places uh, either if they come from Bombay then I'm interested but regional I don't know but you guys must be spotting like looking at it in a different way so yes in terms of content and in terms of uh, more content being produced
0: right um so I mean it has it has been parallel uh, that it is also a question of Thespo's reach, mm. right? So, um, again, like I said, in the last few years, Thespo has been able to engage with young theater practitioners uh in smaller towns, uh, you know, in other cities, I mean, in cities other than the four or five you know metros, like we like to call them. So as a result of which we are now able to access the work that young people are doing there. So whether it is in Barasat, which is outside Calcutta or Lucknow or Islampur or Ahmednagar or Chandigarh, Shrinagar uh, and, you know, even in the uh, south, it's not just Bangalore or Chennai anymore. So one has been that we have now been engaging with young people in these centers, so we are seeing that there is a lot of activity happening there. Hmm. Um, Secondly, as the, in the metros, as the support systems have improved, and young people are able to showcase their work independent of Thespo, the need for Thespo has now moved to a lot of these other centers. Hmm. So it, it happened at the same time, we were looking there, and young people in the metros have also now got more independent. Uh, So yes, it is coming like the stories are coming from all these other places. Now, it's not just a Bombay Delhi festival or a Bombay Pune Delhi festival. Um, Similarly, with all the training that we do when we are doing our workshops, uh, we, we reach out to people in all over the country and we have huge interest from like Baroda and Ahmedabad and Jaipur and Nagpur and they all want workshops and training to happen in their cities with their groups Uh, and like Kwasar mentioned earlier like if we are looking at where the community is being built where our uh, volunteers are coming from we have volunteers coming from Ajmer and and uh, Mm -hmm. Colombo and you know all these other cities clearly they are driven and motivated and they are young theatre practitioners even if it is as stage managers and producers and designers Uh, so there is a lot more movement now happening within the country in all the different parts young people coming going Uh, they now have and they now have access to theatre that is happening around the country, because there are a whole number of theatre festivals, mm-hmm. right, which like the Guwati Theatre Festival has started. And there are plays from across the country, which go and perform in Guwati, And in the same vein, in the last four years, we've had volunteers, you know, who hail from Guwati who come and who work on the festival in Bombay. So you see that there's such a direct correlation between an interest or with access and exposure to theater mm-hmm. that's happening um so yes i mean these centers are now where like the excite it's exciting for us to meet new and young people from these cities and towns mm-hmm. uh and see what is it what are the stories they are telling question mm-hmm. do you have any thoughts
2: so trends are a really interesting thing that we see on year on year i mean it 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 depends uh year to year so content wise like one year I remember we we virtually 70% of the plays we saw had something to do with the rain or a storm or, or something or the other it was bizarre mm-hmm. uh, one year we we watched again 70% of the plays ended up having guns in them you know and I think these are all subconscious things that, that kind of creep in uh, into into how young people want to make work what is influencing them in in some way Um,
0: As well as what is happening in the country, right? So mm. after the Nirbhaya case, um, I remember a lot of the plays um, dealt with gender violence or women's issues, because suddenly that is what young people were reading about and talking about. So then those were the stories that were coming out.
2: Um, so yeah, so that, I think that's a general thing that happens year on year. We do have no idea what it will be in a given year. Um, it sometimes surprises us. Of the last few years, a lot of it has been about identity, about just trying to figure out who you are, um, which has been quite, quite interesting in some ways to look at that. Um, but in terms of where this stuff is coming from, um, Bangalore used to be a big hub for work Uh, that I think has dipped a little bit Um, part of it is I think the baton hasn't got uh, passed on properly Mm. to the next uh, generation Delhi has always had a very active student theatre scene Um, so we always have a very clear connection with them but it's their their student theatre scene is always very competitive and it's very hard to get them to stop thinking competition and start thinking festivals. It's mm. a whole different wiring, mm. uh, which I think in Pune they have been able to to do. So Pune, I think one of the vibrancy not just of of the plays that happened because of Purshotam or whatever, whatever, but also I just think a lot of those guys who've now stepped out and formed their own theatre companies and are doing more and more outside of this this circuit is uh, is very very interesting trend, right? You've got a Nata company, you've got theatron, you've got three or four other companies that have that have now formed outside of the college circuit. They're no longer just doing the a keys, They're trying to push envelopes and 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 be really interesting uh, with that. Mm-hmm. So I think Pune has really made a made a made a journey with that. Calcutta for a really long time, was very dormant with regards to to young work happening. Uh, and now there are four or five groups that are consistently trying to do stuff there. So it, it is, I mean, these are the big metros that we're talking about. Mm. But, I mean, we had a play from Ahmednagar a couple of years ago that was so superb. Mm. You know, um, we're getting a lot more interest from, from, from places. I mean, there was a play from Jaipur that script-wise was pretty much my favorite play of the year. Unfortunately, the production wasn't strong enough to, to make it to, to, to the festival. Um, and the other thing is that also, Torah and I no longer go and watch everything. You know, mm-hmm. it is... There is... We are really like in the background with regards to that. But but based on the guys who go out and see stuff and, and come back and report, these are the kind of trends we're, we're, we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um and it and it is interesting. And the thing about thespos, you can come back year after year after year after year. So I mean, we've had a play that came from Pune actually that that screened about three the same play screened three years in a row, and it got better and better and better, and finally it was it was welcome to the festival. You know, wow. um, <laughs> so it's we aren't we're not a. We're not an end in a... Dest- we're not a destination. We're not a... You know, we're, we're, we're a conversation. Like, mm-hmm. just keep coming back. We want to see... We want to see the plays take life. It's in it's in the best interests of Thespo, best interests of youth theatre, best interests of, of all theatre, mm-hmm. that these plays have a life. Um, but I, one of the big trends, I think, is the fact that books on a shelf no longer reflect what the new experience is earlier on you could pick up a tendulkar and pick up a sakharam and say see that's you know that angst connects with my angst whether it's an urban angst or not i think that no longer exists so i think more and more younger people are wanting to write their own stories and tell their stories because everything that's gone before now doesn't work Mm. you know um it's unimaginable to have a world without a mobile phone now (laughs) you know just that simple um and those those problems, those angst, those kinds of things, whether you're in a small town, a village, it doesn't matter, wherever you are. Mm. Um so yeah, I think I think I think people want to write their own stories now. They want to tell their stories. So more and more that is happening, which is very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it's an interesting space to be in and yeah, exciting time ahead. It also
2: yeah. that determines the health of a theatre society. Mm-hmm. Um at the end of the day we're all storytellers. We need to tell stories. I mean, we need to keep telling the stories of the now. We are the current storytellers. Hmm. Um let commercial theatre be the age old, you know, storytellers. They can tell story tellers, stories of the past. They can be the historians. They have that luxury. So if you do a popular play or if you do a Mahanirvan or a you know Sakaram binder or whatever, people will come because it has a heritage and it has a thing. Mm-hmm. But contemporary theatre is 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 about being the storytellers of now, which later on people reflect on and say, okay, this is what the time was, uh, and I think that's that's very exciting thing. I think the health of any theatre society, you need playwrights. Yes, we need actors. Yes, we need directors. We need all of that. But you need you need the playwrights. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether. Yeah, I mean,
1: I don't know. Like, I, I'm not able to. Articulate the question better, but so this contemporary content which is which is being generated is how do you perceive the shelf life of that content itself? Because when you say Sakaraminder, it has got a longer shelf life. It right. is uh, probably it still connects uh, decades. Right. So what happens with young people creating content? How? Like maybe, will it be relevant 50 years out or it should it be also?
2: So there are two or three things about relevance, right? One is, uh, one is is it relevant or is it cap- encapsulating a time that we are in, right? So will people 20 years from now learn from stuff that, that has happened now? And therefore, does the story capture that? Um, I mean right now separately aside I'm working on a play which is about the events that led up to the civil war in El Salvador Mm. right so it's a play that's set in the 70s right in a South American country (laughs) or a Central American country and I'm doing it in India today Mm. but the relevance is unreal because all the the mess that they made then is the mess that we are making now so Mm. the play is still relevant you know, even though it's not a historical and, and it is it does cover history and document of another culture another time. So sometimes the, the links are what you need to draw. I mean, the whole thing about how Shakespeare is still relevant, right? It's because it is about human beings. It is about human politics, dynamics. Mm-hmm. The production or the director's job is to make it is to use the adaptation to make it more relevant or less relevant. So I think I think the plays do have a shelf life. I mean, they they do have a life on the shelf. Um, they Some will have obviously have more, some will have less. Uh, sometimes it's tragic that they have more because the, the what they're talking about may still be relevant, hmm. you know, so many years down the line and that'll be sad. Like, Butter and Mashed Banana was 2005. We're now sitting in 2019 and if anything, it's more relevant now than it was then. You know, because it talks about censorship. It talks about you know, being extreme right and extreme left and, you know, all the problems in between. Um, mm. So, these, these, so I, I think that there is a, uh, I think they, they, I don't know how much there's a datedness to it. Mm. Uh, some plays might have it and need to be uh, re-energized or re-shuffled in order to be able to be more contemporary. Mm. Um only time will tell, yeah. I mean, hmm. maybe something, maybe 15 years from now, the well-made play no longer exists. Hmm. And everything has to be in a particular kind of format. Maybe that'll endure for, you know, 10 or 12 years. And then, it, so everything that's gone before doesn't matter. Hmm. And then suddenly someone will discover the well-made play again and it'll all start mattering again. So hmm. we don't know. We have no idea where, where yeah, we're going to be. Yeah. In that's conversation
1: with uh, Ramu Ramanathan, uh, yeah. I like this one takeaway for me that how great um, a playwright communicates the subtext and maybe that subtext still remains relevant through the years.
2: So it's the same thing, right? It's, it's because you're telling human stories Mm -hmm. if the innate nature of humanity doesn't change. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, um, we can be watching something about the British monarchy and we'll find parallel in it in our lives. whether it's love, whether it's loss, whether it's ego, whether it's you know deception, these are human things.
1: No, but it has uh, to be both sided, right? The director or the playwright also has, has to, to then communicate. Be sensitive. And the audience has to be evolved enough to read between the lines, right? Otherwise yes. it becomes a very yeah, yeah,
2: so I'm saying the subtext exists because it's human. I'm saying mm. the so the those events may not connect, mm. but the humanity of it will connect. And that's the lovely thing about the imagination, right? Once I place myself in that zone, those ro- those rules exist. So if I think about if I were a young prince in the British monarchy, then everything makes sense to me. Mm. Both as actor and as audience. You know? And I think that's the that's this mm. uh, that's the wonderful thing about the human imagination, you know. Why so is then, Game of Thrones so popular? Mm. You know, it's a fictitious, vague kind of thing, but we all see in it mm. things, you know, the the best parts and the worst parts of us, the human dignity that is beautiful, and the human depravity that is that is awful. Mm. But yet we identify with. It. it will
1: venture into a more. Different conversation, but yeah, then the director's thought process should be to create the right situation also
2: right yeah, I don't know if there's a should over there um it depends what you're trying to do if you're trying to make a piece of theater that that's relevant that's then you have some rules. if you're trying to give us an insight into a world that had gone by, then there's a separate set of rules mm-hmm. you know, um if you're trying to talk about the politics of it then there's a different set of rules if you try to talk to the humanity of it there's a different set of rules you know mm. based on what the, the focus area of a it director is, needs, yeah. needs to be or um, like really why is the director telling us this story mm. you know and then automatically the rest will I mean if it's a commercial consideration it'll be whole, completely different mm-hmm, you know Munni badnam mm-hmm. will turn up it's a different issue you mm-hmm. know, uh, because that is still a postmodern reference of today's time. Mm-hmm. But will it, will it, then the relevance of will it still be titillating 10 years down the line on stage, mm-hmm. you know, or are you passing comment on it saying, look how depraved we were 20 years ago when we used to sing and dance with fevi Call' song, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. at weddings and at Ganpati, you know, mm-hmm. these things and whatever, like it's playing everywhere. Correct. So that those are mm. uh, that those are things for an, for another time. I mean, it's it's how we tell stories of the past right now. Mm. It's
0: also in the presentation. So it's not just in the writing or the direction. It's like he said, like what is say the music score that you select for a particular play. Uh, so you know whether I mean everyone loves doing Shakespeare in India because our social structures you know kind of makes sense whether it's a king lear and uh then how are you adapting it and how are you presenting it where are you presenting it you know are you are you presenting it in a very highly stylized way with like contemporary movement then the take home is going to be very different from it being like a straightforward realistic presentation um i don't i i don't think um at some point, you mentioned that, you know, the audience has to be that evolved to get the subtext. Um, I think everyone is is going to take home different things from the experience of watching a play. Um, and I don't think it is a factor of being evolved or not.
1: So, there's no ideal audience as such?
0: Um, no, I think everyone gets different things from it. And... What my personal reality is plays a huge factor in getting something out of it, right? So, for example, if it is King Lear and it is a father doing batwara between his three daughters and, you know, on the basis of a declaration of who loves him the most, um, as a daughter, I'm going to watch that play very differently than you would, right? Um, If you come from a family where you have two or three siblings and there have been property issues, or you have historical property issues in your khandan with, you know, your native place and family home or whatever, you're going to watch the play very differently from somebody who has not had to deal with problems of inheritance or money in their life. So I don't think it is a question of whether the audience is evolved enough. Like he mentioned, there are going to be different things that we are going to identify with. Right. And the story that will endure is a story that offers you more than just the events that are being depicted. So even though King Lear's the events in King Lear are not from my time or space or, you know, social reality, what I'm connecting with is a particular character or a line in the play that really, you know, speaks Mm. to me or a mood that it created at some point say the whole play was done as a a contemporary dance piece or a Bharatnatyam piece then maybe the form might speak to me right but everyone is going to take home with them a different part of that production and the plays that endure if you're talking about shelf life the plays that endure A. yes will continue to be relevant either at a a social level or at a personal level what he talks about you know the humanity in it uh, whether it is you know like say Game of Thrones whether it's about ambition or jealousy or how anger can control us in our weaker moments right so those are the things that usually endure um, if you're talking about shelf life um, there are a lot more new plays being written but not being published. So if you're talking about the actual tangible shelf life of these plays, they're not being published, but one can only hope that there is online circulation of these stories and these plays. Um, Also, people's reading habits have changed, right? Anyway, plays are meant to be performed, not to be read. Having said that, there is a lot less reading which happens now. Um, So how these plays will endure, we don't know. It might be in different forms. They might endure as audio plays or they might endure as, you know, uh, what's happening now with these cine plays. Uh, But Mm. if, if if, if there is honesty and truth and humanity in these plays, I think they will endure. Why not? Why won't they? Yeah
1: i think i am coming from the baggage of being a designer because design is mostly objective right and i'm i i try to look at from that lens and maybe this is where the question was coming from uh, but, but even yeah. in
0: the visual arts i mean you may say it's objective but there are people who don't think much of a picasso or of you know there might be people who don't like the impressionists
1: Hmm. No, but so still there are it's also trends arts, right? and
0: moves in that, right?
1: No, no. Still, it's arts, right? Like when I talk about design, it's pure design, right? When you are trying to solve a particular problem, okay. so that's where well, design. Understood. My yeah. definition of design, at least, is coming from. But yeah. a,
0: something that's being yeah, which has a which has a purpose and a function to play. Yes. Not yes. just yeah. yeah. Exists not just for art. itself.
1: Yeah. Uh, cool. So one curiosity uh which i had when i met you guys after like before this uh is that like i believe me and my team uh smile productions with santosh verulkar performed almost 15 years back maybe but yeah you still remember the set to a certain extent and uh yeah what was the play about so how do you like because you're consuming so many plays in a year in in years also how do you remember what is that you observe or how is it a personal thing or is there something more abstract thought process to it
0: um i i think i mean it is it's it's actually quite ironic that we remember a lot of the landmark moments in our lives around you know, which Thespo it was or which which production we had put up that year. Um, so, I mean, for me, memory sometimes works backwards. Like, I know that this happened to me when I was working on a play called Minorities and we did Minorities in 2002. That means this happened to me in 2002, you know, or like you said about the play. Uh, so, it will be like, oh, yeah, those were the years when Thespo was at NCPA and, you know, this play happened at NCPA, which means this was the year that we are talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also, I mean, it, it it has to do with productions that have also made an impression. Uh, mm. At whether it is the people in the production who left uh, their mark, or uh, what their contribution had been to what we were all trying to do and therefore it was important. Um and yeah, you're right. Sometimes it's just a function of memory and overload of <laughs> memories. Mm-hmm. Uh but that is where Kwasar is very good. He mm-hmm. remembers events and people and, and conversations uh with such precision, uh that sometimes it's really scary.
2: I mean I don't I think a lot of it is you remember stuff that you had fun doing, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we're very blessed to be in the arts and doing something that we enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the nightmare setups, yes, the madness, yes, the drudgery of it all. But at the end of the day, if I if I saw a show go up and I sat in the audience and watched it and enjoyed it, then that's part of my life. And you 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 forget that you're talking about Asani Chi Bhaji, which for you guys was one night at Thespo
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? For us, it was... Two nights, one in Bangalore, one in Bombay. (laughs) But I'm saying for us, it was um, all the way from when it registered to screening to when it, uh, all the brochure matter coming in to the recast that happened to the helping and figuring out what, how the stage is going to be laid out Mm -hmm. to that day of actually doing that or both of those days trying to booking everyone's tickets to go to <laughs> Bangalore. So it, 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 it appears that it was only a one in and out, but our interaction was actually much, much larger, mm-hmm. you know, and that feeling is, is, is very much about community, right? We, wa- we enjoy these shows. We, we, we back these shows. These are the ones that, that, that we want to say, Hey, other people look at them. We think they are damn good. And I think, a lot of this happens because of what... Because we enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Toral's right. Like, all our landmarks... Our calendar is... No, our, our life calendar is not based on on years or months. It's based on what production were we working on where. Wow. You know? And that's how we remember the year. And that's how we remember... You know, that I can... I, I mean... i I, I watched... I watch a lot of shows in a year and I, I try and remember a lot of them because I enjoy doing it. I enjoy watching them. You know? So, like, we'll meet someone and thor will be like, who is that? And I'm like, when we went to watch this play, they were sitting one row in front of us and, you know, this and that and we'd had this conversation. And it's because we enjoyed that play, you know, and because we, we, we had that. Um... So I I I think I think we're very blessed to be be in that. All my landmarks. I mean, I, births and deaths are everything. Like right now, I'll tell you, my godson Rehan was born because I was in the I, I was in the UK working on Midsummer Night's Dream. We were in Scala House, and the call came. That's why I remember his birth date, <laughs> right? Based on the play I was working on at that time indran i was stand it was the opening night for president is coming i was standing in outside prithvi watching anuva ba- pal performed and i got the call saying the kid has been born right hmm. and it's it's that's how you you uh, so all our lives are around the theater so the theater is what then gives meaning to the rest of our life <laughs> it's not life that gives meaning to our... you know it's it's really the theater and that's i mean that's how we are that's how we, i think most theater people you know, will will be in this in this place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you remember places, spaces, uh, days based on what show you were doing at that time, what rehearsal you were in at that time. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it fun.
1: Very interesting. I wish I would have lived such a life. <laughs> yeah. uh, and what are the significant changes? This is actually um, in connection with the first question which i ask you like what are the any significant changes you have seen in youth mumbai theater especially i want to narrow it further down to mumbai in the last 20 years i mean with respect to performance or storytelling or production or music lights anything uh, is there any pattern or is it ad hoc apart from the social uh, circle we live in and the type of content we are consuming but is it just guided
2: by that or are there any? Um... So from a from a purely Thespo perspective, yeah, it's very strange, but Thespo is still needed in this city, but by people who are just about starting out. Hmm. And the people who, this is me feeling, the people who should have the skills to mount really brilliant productions are coming to Thespo, but they aren't really mounting those brilliant productions because they don't really need it. They don't need Thespo. Mm-hmm. Because they have avenues elsewhere where they are doing stuff. So like I said, like... like Avenues yeah, isn't putting up plays or... Putting up plays or whatever. Because now there are so many more non-curated spaces. Mm-hmm. right but they're, and it's wonderful I mean you're talking about your you know overact or Veda St- Veda, some things factory or you know all these podium, all these places have come up and it's great people are going and they have the avenues where they can do this work so then they don't necessarily need a Thespo for a showcase mm-hmm. you know which is fine Um so and then that that urban malaise sinks in, right? Which is that if I don't really need it, then I don't really put as much effort behind it as I should. Hmm. You know, because, yeah, if it doesn't happen, I'll do it there. You know, what's the hmm. what's the difference? Why am I trying to reach that higher standard? Right? And we're not an easy festival to get into. I mean, last year we saw 206 plays and we picked four. Oh. It's a tough, tough festival to get into, you know. Um, but, The point is that it is, that is where the the rigor comes and that's where the challenge comes in. Like what I talked about when we started, which is the fact that some of the work on display, like, is better than any of the professional work out there. I mean, butter and mash banana, when we talk about it, we don't talk about it as a Thespo play. We talk about it as a play among anything Mm -hmm. I've seen in the world. It is up there, you know, and that's the, that's the caliber and the challenge that a lot of work at Thespo has. You know, a Geli Ekvi Swar which was another piece is 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 as you know fantastic about that Kabadi was performed at that level so it is it is important for yes the only structure is the fact that people are under 25 but that's not a discount mm. you know that's not a reason are you, but I'm only under you know Ghanta you're only under 25 you're under 25 so you're going to work in this his way. but your caliber has to be as good as anyone else right um, so we're not an easy festival to get into so a lot, sometimes there is with, with Bombay there is a slightly more laid back kind of attitude that if I don't do it here I'll do it somewhere else mm-hmm. um, no but in terms of the so within, types, yeah. with, within form what is happening more and more one is cross lingual work
0: mm-hmm.
2: as India or Indians we are no longer monolingual people so you're getting more and more plays that are marathi english marathi hindi hindi english hindi kannada english kannada like all sorts of mixes that are, that are that are happening that's very interesting i know that every year when we try and put an ad in the papers and you have to decide which publication to put it in you mm-hmm. have to, <laughs> we're stumped because you know it's a play in three languages where do we where does it go you know um so that's one uh two is particularly in the last three or four years movement seems to have made a huge impression Uh, and i think part of that is also got to do with what's happening on our main stages a lot more movement theaters happening since 2014-15 onward a lot there is an impulse to move as to support the narrative whether it's choreography or dance whether it's just movement-based theatre where it's very physical, vibrant theatre. And I think that is also... Since young people are watching that and you're watching a Yuki Elias or a Foyze Jalali or a Sheena and this one's work and you're saying, hey, that's incredibly visceral. um, Then you're trying to convert that into your own work. Because also viscerality, which is... If we're spending all our time on our phone and... um, it's such a busy thing. And if you look at our television coverage right now, the news even, everything's shouting at you all the time. How, do you, how does then theater compete with that? One way is it becomes much quieter and, and becomes subtle. Know, subtle. And the other way is that it f- matches it, but in a, in a different kind of way. So it's not with graphics, but with physicality, with the human form. And I think maybe that's that's one of the ways that people are seeing the world. Hmm. Ram Ganesh who's a playwright from Delhi told me once uh, from Bangalore he told me once something we were chatting about and I was like yeah you know in TV and film and And he turned to me he said those aren't your competition so what do you mean he said your visual competition is gaming he said gaming is is now the, the number one um Marker in everyone's head So films are competing With gaming How do you make a How the camera now Is following that First person You know Role player game Kind of thing Because gaming has it mm. If you look at what The spider cam in cricket Or what's happening With the football cameras They're all happening Because EA Sports Was doing it in those games So if it's possible On the game Why is it not possible In real life coverage mm. Right uh, And the same thing With with regard. So those are the things That we are competing with <laughs> Uh, Which is very interesting considering uh, for the theatre. So, in fact, there was a show called um, Going Viral by this British uh, director, uh, actor called uh, Daniel Bai. And in it, he did a really simple thing. Normally, when you tell a story, you're like, and, you know, he's like, I'm 15 years old. I'm sitting in the plane. I look to my left. That's normally how you do it. But he switched it. And he told the story saying, You're fifteen years old. You're sitting in a plane. You turn to a left, to your left. There's a young woman sitting there. She's crying. Right? And just by changing the I to the U, it became a gaming experience. Because as an audience, it immediately connected our role-playing thing. So immediately you you sit and go yeah you you start imagining I'm in this place it's no longer me watching him and imagining him in that place Mm -hmm. it's now me imagining me in the place and that is a gaming tool right that's a role play kind of thing so even playwriting is moving in that direction you know so it's it's quite interesting
0: I think another thing that has happened with uh, theatre in Bombay with young people is not just movement but also music Hmm. Um, they've also started uh creating their own music uh or you have musicians and singers uh in the play uh who are playing the music live so like i remember in the the first four five years if we were watching a play there would always just be like speakers and and you know uh, songs from different films or soundtracks of films uh that would become the soundtrack of a play. But now it's, they're telling stories. There is a lot more ensemble work happening. There is movement and physicality. Now we have singers and musicians. And again, like Kwasar said, it is is a reflection of what is happening anyway. We have a lot more musicals, which means that actors who sing, uh, play music, are, are part of our reality. That is what we are watching. And therefore, That is what we will also create when we want to build something. Uh, And now that talent is also being made available. You you can have a Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin and stories from a song where you have amazing actors with, you know, incredible singing chops and can move and dance and do choreography. So now we also have the talent pool from which you can pick and choose to create the, this kind of work mm-hmm. um so it's it's not just these just actors or directors or writers you know you it has now the community has grown to include musicians and dancers and choreographers as well
1: you make it sound really and a very, very, very interesting space <laughs> and time we are in.
2: Oh, it is. Oh, it, is. Yeah. it is fantastically yeah, yeah. <laughs> exciting. I, no, no, forget it's... about as a theatre practitioner, as a, as an audience member, yeah. I am like just so excited to be around at this time. Mm-hmm. Because the kind of spaces I get to go and watch stuff, the kind of places I go to watch, the kind of shows I'm watching. I mean, it's it's really very exciting. It is very exciting. Cool. Um... So, um,
1: yeah, obviously, Q and Toril, there are like thousands of things to be... Uh, generally, this, there needs to be more conversation happening around this uh, at a broader scale, but uh, I don't know how much contribution I can be a part of that. But uh, to conclude uh, this episode, I would like to ask you um, about the four plays you published in 2018. Uh, can you tell us more about it and what, why, and...
0: Uh, I think most of them were on our list of top five. Um, so we have, uh, just to go back a little bit, the idea to publish these plays uh, actually started 10 years ago in 2008. And we we tried to put something together. It It felt like, you know, one of those milestone moments. We are 10 years old, and this is what we have to show for it. But for a huge range of reasons. uh, We didn't end up executing it. And then last year, we picked it up again, we said, Okay, we are 20, we have a much bigger uh, stack of plays from which we can pick and choose. Um, And we approached Ramuram Nathan, who very, very graciously uh, agreed, even though I don't think he had the time to do it. He made the time for it. And Iravati Karnik. And they went through over like 50 plays, 50 scripts. Um, the four plays that have made it to this collection called Thespo Rites. Uh, one is Butter and Mashed Bananas. Uh, which is the play in English. Uh, as part of the collection. Uh, then we have Kabadi Uncut. Uh, by Sidesh which is a Marathi and Hindi play. We have a play called Nav uh, which is a Marathi play which is also an incredible story uh, about a, a, a young girl wanting to study and all the all the problems that get in her way and the social repercussions of the actions of the headmaster and so on. Um, I'm not giving much out because I would love for people to buy the book and read the play instead. Um, and the uh, the fourth play is Bhavar, uh, which is a uh, Hindi and Rajasthani dialect play, um, which is, I think, probably the most recent play that was staged at Thespo. And that deals with identity. And it is this lone... Um, security guard at a factory property which has shut down and is abandoned Um, and he's on this unending duty um, you know to in charge of security of this venue and he's waiting for his replacement and it it really makes you think about you know in this highly uh industrialized time that we live in, uh, in this space, digital space that we live in where you know, as long as his phone had battery, he had a connection to the rest of the universe. Um, and then what happens when those things get get taken away and uh, how alone we actually are, even though we are supposedly connected with so many people in so many ways. Um so, yeah, I mean, there are four really, really interesting stories that were all written by playwrights when they were under 25. They're not all under 25 anymore, but they were written at that time. Um, they were produced. They were performed. Uh, they also had very memorable productions at Thespo. And that's the collection uh, of plays, mm-hmm. which is available. And if you want a copy, just... Go over to the Prithvi Bookshop or write to us, and you can get your own copy of Thespo Writes Volume One.
1: Volume One. That. Volume One. Yeah. The hope is to. That's
0: that's the. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Superb, superb. Uh, I think I'm done with my questions. If you have any um, message for young theatre people, not message, but uh, as in like. Uh, <laughs> You know what I mean, right? It's not. Uh, I mean, no. If there's somewhere so two parts. Uh, one is obviously, I would like to be a part of it. So so would be a lot of people. So how can they be a part of it purely as an audience also because that's also needed equally. And uh, another side is becoming a creator. So any any.
2: So I mean, for all the Buddhas out there, uh, basically. <laughs> I mean, Thespos is very much part of a larger community. I mean, we are part of a larger theatre community and a community that includes practitioners and audience. Um, so, yes, it happens every December. The main festival happens every December, but shows happen throughout the year as well at Prithvi in Bombay. But also, you know, we're trying to look at performing in other places as well. Uh, workshops happen across throughout the year as well. Um and one of the one of the reasons why Thespo stayed strong and, and and still exists actually is because we're primarily crowdfunded initiative um, it's a It's a weird thing, but but sponsors are not forthcoming if it's a qualitative product right if it's a, they want quantity, they want eyeballs and footfalls and and that's some of the 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 stuff that we've come up against one of the troubles of, 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 of that has kept us, uh, held us back on, on certain occasions. But uh, amazingly, the community came out. Uh, and again, I, by that I mean the audience community and the uh, the artistic community. And they came out and it's a crowdfunded festival. We have about 300 people uh, who just basically send in a little bit every year. And that's how, you know, Thespo runs. Um and it's fantastic because it's given birth to, to talent, to arts managers, to stage managers, to, to actors. It's hard to switch on a television today and not realize that every second or third ad has someone who's connected some way with, with Thespo. Every Netflix series is full of Thespo talent. Uh, so it, it is really wonderful. Uh, some of these guys who actually didn't want to do it at one point, you know, they said, no, no, how how can we make a career in the arts? Unfortunately, they've they've remained and they've kept one foot in the theater as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, thespo.org is our website. Uh, Facebook, we are thespo India. Um, so just keep keep staying updated and check out. With regards to young people out there, uh, the same handles with regards to how to get in touch. Um, but if you've ever just wanted to get involved, if you want to try, if you just wanna hang out be part of something just come like just get in touch with us Um, we have people who are who just come on board and they're they're like doodlers you know Uh, and then through their doodling they have now got exposed to the theatre and it's now part of their life Um, we have people who are you know scenic designers or space designers you know like for exhibitions and stuff and realize it wasn't for them and then i've come here and found some mm-hmm. level of of, of ex- place for to express and whatever um so yeah if you are under 25 uh just come get involved um it, this is not only for actors or only for directors or only people on the light side of the stage it's also for people on the shadow side you know People who don't want to be in the spotlight, who just want to sell a brochure, or you know, it's just be part of something much mm-hmm. larger. Um, and that's the real grease, because those are the guys who really make it happen. Uh and, and it's it's a little bit of a tribe, yeah. It's just come be part. Um, I mean it's really funny, it's grown in, in, in such a wonderful way. Last year was our 20th year, and although mm-hmm. Toral and I have been part of all 20 edition or 20 years we are less and less involved because it is a a movement run by people under 25, for people under 25. And last year, uh, we were cutting a cake. It was 20 years. So everyone felt, you know, it's an important thing. So there's this kind of party that happened and everyone said, Q, please cut the cake. So I went to cut the cake. Then they said, make a speech. So it was the first... Time ever that I've had to make a Thespo speech where I've actually had to introduce myself. <laughs> and I I don't I don't see that as a as a problem. I think that's a wonderful thing. Like I had to actually explain to people that hi, I'm someone who was part of it when it began. Uh, because now everyone else is running with it. Mm. You know, and, and and that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, uh, and <laughs> one guy came up to me after and said, You know, when you spoke the way everyone listened, You'll go far. And I was like, "Thank you." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? and, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's great. Yeah, it's like that's that's really what 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 it's about. Where the suppose larger than it, it's the idea. It has to be larger than than the people that run it. It has to be. Brilliant, that's brilliant. Thorel, you want to?
0: Oh uh, yeah, I mean, basically, if you're under twenty-five and you're interested in theater, um, just do it. Um, do, don't think about where it's going to take you in the long term or how to do it where will you do it Uh, just you know do it if you need help pick up the phone call Thespo and there are other people like you like minded people with whom you can get together and do theatre or something in the theatre if you're over 25 um, then yes please support the movement Uh, come watch a play buy the collection of plays read them uh, follow the activities that we are doing there might be something in there for you send in whatever little monetary support you can send in so that the movement can keep going and keep growing um, yeah that's basically the message for everyone out there
1: good, good. I hope it reaches to at least a yeah, good number of people and yeah <laughs> you get it uh okay i think this is a good note to end this uh, i'm really really i don't know i'm honored i'm happy that you guys gave your time and it was wonderful talking to you
0: thank you so much for your persistence in following up with us <laughs> and making it happen yeah, because it was yeah. really fun
2: yeah no it's really. thank you thank you so much lovely yeah. morning cool. okay thank bye. you that's it bye
0: bye go audio
2: gun. Bye.
0: And that's it from today's Gyan session. Catch us on iTunes, Savans, Stitcher or any podcasting app you use. Do rate us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Stay tuned for more Gyan on audiogyan.com. Till then, bye.